one shot, one shot, one opportunity to bomb it like you've always wanted. In one moment, one moment, would you hit driver or just lay up? His grips are sweaty, breeze weak, hazards heavy. There's ketchup on his polo already, vodka in the Yeti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting to keep his head down. His group goes so loud, he knows his next move, but his miss freaks him out. He's choking up how everybody's laughing now. The boy's howling, clubs up loud. Snaps back to the left again. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, reload. Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast with your hosts, Matt Smith and Jerry Lou. That's <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by anything that's in there, right? Because I, I know enough about him and, and, you know, how he led his life that I'd be like, oh, like some of this, like, if Barry and Flurry, do you know who that is, Theo Flurry? Heard the name, yeah, yeah. So he was like the little, like, shit disturber for the Calgary <laughs> Flames during that I time. Like that. I like that term, shit disturber. <laughs> yeah, he's a little pest, man. So he's built. He he, built, he was built like a skinnier version of Taidomi, but he'd do the same shit. Like he'd so pick on the big guys. He's like he was like Ray John Rondo before Ray John Rondo. I mean, because that guy, if I whenever I think of an athlete who's like a pest, and I love Rondo to death. I mean, the basketball player. But I mean, I, I can imagine that if he's not your teammate or not on your team, you gotta hate the guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. he was. I tried to. Hey, I tried to catch him mid sentence. He didn't have to, you know, count down like a rocket ship and redo. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 No problem. I just thought because. Whenever you hit record now, it's like, it is now recording. And I, I don't know if you can hear over that or if it's only in my headphones. Like, I, I, I'm not sure. But uh, we'll, we'll plow uh, through. Speaking of, speaking of plow through, though, we, oh, hey, Augie, we got lots to, hey, uh, so, we got lots of, so we got lots of golf news to talk. I was hoping you would catch me up or some of the people on, like, I'm aware of, like, you know, Tiger's uh, uh, video for that launch monitor commercial and uh, Rory ripping his shirt <laughs> Superman style. And uh, like, I, I, I hate to say, like, I finally got hip to a lot of the golf going on lately because, <laughs> thank you, Augie, because it's ultimately like, it's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, some other guys won tournaments, like Colin Morikawa, uh, like, won the race to Dubai and stuff. So, I mean, lots of golf stuff to talk, huh? Yeah, I apologize. Are you putting, have... you feel like you're muffling? <laughs> well, no, like, we might have to stop here. He's he's really tired. We just got back from playing the park and it's been. Okay, so for, for excuse us for the editing, but for lack of a better uh, excuse, I don't want to upset Ty too much and have him have to like jump around and check out uh, voice peaks and or whatever he calls them and timestamps, whatever. What the hell are you drinking? Slime? What is that? Pretty much. Um, it's oh man, your tongue is green. Oh. <laughs> I feel like uh, what's that movie with Jim Carrey? Oh God, you got to be way more specific. Where where he, where, where he he's like a. Uh, the green animated guy with oh, Cameron the Diaz. Grinch. The Grinch. No, 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 no. The Mask. The mask. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the Mask. Why, why do you Grinch first? Like a moron. It is the season. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I've been, it's been a crazy busy day just doing this, doing that. I went to the gym and then had to go to the grocery store and then took the dog for a walk. And, like, I literally just had a shower and sat down and haven't even eaten yet. So I'm like, well, smoothie it is. So, um it's basically a bunch of bad stuff with spinach thrown in and then it just looks really good. No, it's, it's mango, banana, peanut butter, uh, protein powder, and, uh, 
water and then spinach and the spinach just makes it turn like this neon green which is kind of cool dude what i i was listening to the joe rogan podcast with gilbert Gottfried, and they were talking about like you know popeye and spinach and whatnot but what, why spinach like truth be told it's like it, it does feel like a propaganda thing our parents parents got us to eat but it's just like but of all the vegetables you're gonna force a kid to eat or greens why spinach also like sp- gilbert Gottfried had that funny line did you listen to the podcast no not that one. Oh. Gilbert had the funny line where he said, like, I always knew Popeye was strong, but when, but you gotta be pretty strong to squeeze the can to get the spinach out in the first place. I was like, that's, I never thought of that. <laughs> that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, why is the reason I like spinach? A, it's, it's pretty tasteless. Like you can put it in anything. I don't mind cook with it. I don't mind spinach either. I, I don't eat vegetables often, but I have no problem with spinach, but I mean, I just, it's, it's not like how we had that kale craze or whatever, or it's oh, like, yeah, should, kales. We regular, what, should we just be eating regular lettuce? Because we put that on everything. I mean, Christ. Yeah. The thing I like about spinach is that it doesn't taste like ass. You can put it in pretty much anything. It's tasteless and it's, it's nutrient rich, right? It's just easy. It, 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 there's a, there's coach Smitty's nutrition coach's corner tonight. Just oh, got it. oh so now you're a dietitian now. Okay. Go ahead. Little man. Tell Re- us about regi- it. Registered. Registered. Yeah. Oh brother, that's is that is that what they call you up in Canada? Because if you're registered down in America, it's far it's something worse, and you have to tell well, your yeah, that's what you did to a ten year old. That's that's why I have this sweet handlebar mustache because I'm registered. <laughs> I got nothing for that. You just wait wait to dovetail together. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's more than just a disguise. <laughs> Oh snap! So, anyways, um, yeah, let's get back let's get back on some kind of track here. Um, what 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 golf news do you want to talk about? I got a bunch of stuff written down. I mean, like let's ping and pong here. I got hockey stuff we can talk about too. We got, like I said, I got dogs. Like that, like that. Um, yeah, you're talking about Morikawa there. That was pretty. I, I don't want to say dominant, but again, pretty clutch performance. Um, the first American to win the race to Dubai. I think that sounds accurate. He was the first American or yet yeah, something like that. I mean, not to say like he was the youngest or yada, 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 but I mean, you know, what I mean. yeah. And, and the best part is he only played in three official like European tour tournaments. So he played, I think the Irish open, the Scottish open, and then this tournament or, or something like that. He, he definitely played the Scottish open or a tournament just before the, uh, the open championship. And then this one, and then one more and his He's finishes winning. in those, we're like 63rd and 71st or something, if I'm not mistaken. He's winning two majors next year. Mark my words. I don't care what kind of odds you give me. I don't care what we lobby or whatever. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I know we already talked about is more Coward going to win before these few other guys. And then we had like a couple other. I didn't write them down, but I remember. It was Hovland, Hovland, Wolf, and one no, 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 of, no, and, and Shoffley, it was, wasn't it? It was Shoffley, Hovland, and Cantley. Oh, yes, that's right. And then I, I had that side bet with you saying Hovland versus Cantley, and I forget where we settled on that. But, I mean, maybe uh, Gary Gattis or D-Mac or somebody will, or a new scribe to the show will, uh, will uh, you know, pick it up. But, um, yeah, I get it. Your penis is asleep. I, I know what you're pointing at. <laughs> wow. No, for, the, for those wondering, Augie is already asleep. Timestamp is like two minutes after he just had a mental breakdown. But uh, yeah, that's about right. You had to give him the dad voice. He slapped the table and gave him the whole, hey! Like, <laughs> yeah, behave. It's like, it's like yelling at kids in the backseat. Like, hey, stop that. And then you just. Oh, you can't yell at your kids anymore. That's why I asked if you had thick walls and your, and your neighbors don't complain. Because not because the dog barks. Because you're, you're yelling all the time at the dog. <laughs> Fair enough. I, you know what? I yell at him like once a day. And it's usually when he's being an asshole mid-morning. And I'm like working. Like trying to make a phone call. And I go, whack. And then he just shuts up. It's, it's actually kind of funny. 
if I get up from my chair after doing it, he runs into the bedroom and just lays on his back and I give him a belly rub. Like he goes completely <laughs> submissive. It's kind oh, of funny. I was say, he just like spread. He's just like, here, come. He's like bowing at your feet, spreading eagle. Like I submit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows, he knows who the, who the boss is. That's a good thing. So, but uh, was Rory playing in this event? Like, was yeah, it, so what prompted Rory to pull the attempted Superman on his Nike polo? Because we all, I remember seeing Monday Q info tweet about it at first. He said it right away. Like I caught an hour later, him tweeting it. And he said, just everyone needs a jump ahead already on the Rory torn shirt jokes. And I didn't see anything yet. And I'm just like, the fuck does that mean? But then sure enough, like within the next hour, it just came like streaming in. I mean, it's like, it's become a new meme, so to speak. But I mean, what, what the hell is up with Rory, dude? I mean, is he like, like, well, was, he he was, to, was he supposed to win that tournament? Like what, what happened? So he was leading going into the final round. So he's 1400 leading. Um, okay, I remember that much at least, but I mean, what, what so was he, he supposed so to he, shoot a 65 or something? And he shot like a 72 instead. What was the problem? Why did he go nuclear? I, I don't know. I, I didn't catch any of it. All I know is that he, I believe he bogeyed 15, 16, 17, or like three of his last four holes, something like right. that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, again, this is kind of wrapping up his year in total. And, and I think how much he wants to win, right? Like he had his reaction at the Ryder cup after they got spanked. Um, he had talked previously about, you know, without the fans, I, I really don't care. I think he just puts a lot of pressure on himself and he expects maybe not, maybe pressure isn't the right word. I think he just has very high expectations of himself. Right. Um, and with that comes frustration when things don't go right, especially when you put yourself in the position he does so often, which is the position to win. So uh, I, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I, I bet you did. Well, real quick, I, I just thought of this just now, but I have to ask you before I forget, I even wrote it down. Is he getting like mature, but in the wrong way? Cause he's about to, he's about to what start. Do hitting, that? I don't want to call it like, I don't know, it's been said for years and other than Dustin Johnson or, or really like, or lack and or lack of Tiger Woods. Cause he was winning all the time. I always heard growing up that the prime of pro golfers was like 30 to 35 or 30 to 40 or whatever. And like yeah. I said, the pain stewards or whatever that, that can kind of, or Phil Mickelson that can apply. Phil had a log jam to low four, that poor bastard. I'm so happy. He's a multi-major winner, but like Rory given like, is, is like the pressure catching up to him now is like, is he finally listening to all of us and his critics? Because I mean, what the hell is happening to the guy? I, I, I'm not saying he's gone full smiley Kaufman, but I mean, cause he's still there. He's still relevant, but I mean, and, and he's allowed to be frustrated. I wasn't that upset. I didn't care. I didn't even, didn't comment on the shirt thing. I didn't come up with a good joke. Nothing. It was just whatever. I just saw it. And I showed the picture of the wife. I'm like, ha, look at this. And she, uh, she lost her mind laughing too. I mean, we're like, Whoa, <laughs> If, if, if you would have told me that he was hitting balls beside Bryson and was trying so hard, he ripped his shirt. Like, I think that would have been hilarious. Like that, that actually would have been, God. that, yeah. that would have been something like, but well, who's, who's yeah. to say somebody didn't say that. And, and like I said, I'm only on Twitter. So hashtag and, golf Twitter. I, I, who's to say somebody didn't say that. So, so here's the thing too, is it, it's only a photo, right? And a photo is only a capture of one moment in time. So it could have been like, maybe, maybe he was like, you know, trying to change shirts and, and he like literally, you know, when like you pull a shirt over your head and sometimes it gets stuck, like maybe is that maybe he caught yeah, it on something like calling, calling me and all the dozens and dozens of listeners fat. I get it. No, i just, maybe you just have the wrong size shirt. That's all. Um, Dude, I got everything in my closet from S to XL and they all fit beautifully. It just so, depends on the brand of the cut. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't put too much into it other than I think it's, it's pretty 
funny like when you have somebody of that that would be like i don't know who a business mogul like doing a presentation and like his <laughs> buttons blow up right like it'd be like something like that like i think that's kind of funny rory's um, getting upset <laughs> but uh he's heating up uh yeah like you, you just you, you don't know the circumstances of it um so with that being said like yeah, i i don't know how much you want to put into it but like maybe it was out of frustration maybe he just kind of did one of these where he kind of like pulled on his like well, buttons his collar a little bit and it it, it ripped like take it take happens. it from I have ripped a shirt that was on my torso probably more than once, but the time I remember was out of anger and it was a shitty tank top I was wearing, but I remember I was just like, I was going to change. I was just real pissed off. So I was just like, it was a, you know, a moment of fury or whatever, but I didn't rip all the way through it. And this was a tank top and I'm not as muscular as Rory and have, I have more square inches on me, so to speak. But I, I ripped part of it and it looked real funny. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan's shirts were already cut and he's Hulk Hogan. That's why they ripped the way they did. But I mean, obviously we don't know what happened and i don't think anyone in terms of like the um golf community or us like uh, common folk fans or whatever or us armchair quarterbacks i don't think we anyone really took it seriously or really eviscerated him for it that's why i'm actually wow. gonna go another fathom deeper and ask you like i did where i said like is he taking himself too seriously i mean that's why i said is he is he starting to like hit those real elite cylinders now but he's not winning though. I mean, cause Rory is still considered a, a heavy favorite and he's very talented four tool golfer. I don't want to call him five tool. Cause like I joke about his wedge game or something else eludes him bulky putter be damned. But I mean, he's the best four tool golfer out there. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how to sum it up, but I mean, but much like, and this can dovetail into the whole tiger video and what I said on Twitter, they got everyone all riled up. I, I feel like there is something more there and I not to say we need to know or not, but I, I, I wouldn't mind knowing to be like, Jesus, Rory, like, is it just, are you just too keyed up? I saw somebody on Twitter say he needs to go back. Like he needs to crush a six pack, go play some Xbox and just hang out. And I'm like, yeah, that usually suits most of us. But I mean, he's an internet, as I said before, he's an international superstar, multimillionaire du jour. Doesn't have to play golf ever again. If he wants to, I'm, uh, I know he's married, but I was about to say he can have any girl he wants to. He can drive any car he wants to. He can go watch soccer or football matches all day, travel the world, do whatever he wants to. But it turns out he's still good enough to be in the Top Gun fighter school, and he's just not top of his class much anymore, even though he sure behaves like it and plays like it sometimes. So it's just, I, 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 like I said, leaving with the Tiger thing, I think there's something more there. The only reason why I said that about the Tiger thing, you got any more thoughts on Rory? Uh, no, not really. I, the only thing I'll say about this situation is. Call Mark Howell on. Woo! That's it. it that, you have to give him a lot of respect that other players in that same situation would get absolutely ripped apart by the golf media or media in general. Like sure. a la, a, a, like a Brooks, a Bryson, a Patrick oh, Reed, yeah. heaven oh, forbid, right? Like. If, if something like that happened to them, but it, I think it speaks to the respect that he deserves and that he commands and he's given from the media and fans that, you know, it really hasn't sure it made its rounds on social media and in the news and things like that, but well, it, it really, that? it hasn't been like, Oh, you need to make a statement because you went on a temper tantrum in the player's room after the, after the golf tournament. Like, I, I, I think it's a, it, I think it's a little bit of entertainment. Awesome. Great. But at the end of the day, move on. Nothing to see here. I really want us to move on because we got a lot of fun stuff to bullshit about. But I just thought of another thing if we want to make another prop here or whatever. But Smitty, I'm just going to ask you straight up. Does it involve Patrick Reed? No, no, not at all. Okay. 
and it wait way to shoehorn him in like Mike Weir. Oh, I beat you first, but uh, you didn't have to do the <laughs> you didn't have to do the uh, Patrick. Don't hit the table. Augie's gonna get think you're mad at him again. <laughs> but um, does Rory McIlroy win a major ever again? What do you think? Absolutely, he wins the Masters. Oh, okay. You know what? I we can we can formulate some odds or some numbers later, but I. I'm 60-40 in the camp that I don't think he's going to win again. I think he absolutely should. This is when, like I said, golfers hit their prime and he should win like two or three more or whatever. But I just don't think the end of time is going to end with us saying like Rory McIlroy, seven-time major winner. Rory McIlroy, eight-time major winner. I, I don't want to say he peaked too early. He certainly didn't. He, I think he plays just as good as he used to play, really. I mean, he, there's nothing really much about him has changed his game-wise. He's still a stellar golfer. But I just... In a friendly way, in a fun way. People are going to think, you know, fuck it, I don't care. They're going to think I'm anti-Rory. I'm not, but here we go. I say he doesn't win a major the rest of his career, but he comes like, he'll probably have like 20 top fives or something. I mean, he's going to come damn close because, like you said, especially in Augusta, I can't rule him out. He's always a good betting favorite, et cetera, and so forth. So, I, I think I think he pulls a Mickelson for the Grand Slam. Not that he waits until 50, but I think it's going to be like... <laughs> See, that's exactly what I thought you meant. <laughs> It's it's going to be like five, six years. He's going to have like a couple of down years. Like he'll still win one, two tournaments a year like he does now. But then he's going to like drop off for a couple of years. And then he's just going to come out of nowhere and win the Masters. That's he, what I think is going to happen. The only way that's going to work out, Smitty, is if he, those couple of years he drops out, he, go, he goes almost the way of Ricky Williams, but does the full ayahuasca treatment down in Ecuador. And then like goes and lives on like a deserted island for 18 months and just like zens the fuck out. I mean, which... I don't know. Maybe that's just me living vicariously through Rory, but um, Tiger um, posted a video. Well, not. A, I'm sorry. Not. A, well, it was a clip. I don't know who posted it originally because it caught like wildfire, and then eventually, as me and Rob Miller time are joking around about on Twitter. Excuse me, Rob Miller and I are joking around about. You can find him at Rob Miller time because that man is a gem and a national icon for Twitter. I'm just so happy the day he followed me. I forgot when it was. I was just like, oh, because this guy's funny. And, and I just, I, it would be so cool if he treats me as an equal or like, or like as a peer, which we all do to each other, but, and he doesn't listen to the show. He does his own podcast. I don't even listen to, but uh, Mr. Miller, thank you. But um, uh, like he started making the jokes about like the flight scope or whatever. And he, he put up that gif of the Christmas story where the kid's just like oval team, like uh, this crum the crummy commercial, like this is the, the son of a bitch or whatever the quote was or something from a uh, Christmas story. But then that's when I tweeted back at him and I'm just kind of like, see, it's just like, yeah, I was going along with the joke that it was a flight scope commercial or like just a plug for flight scope, whatever track man for foresight. They're all really good. My mm -hmm. friend, my friend had flight scope on his phone, uh, Casey Peters. I don't know if he listens anymore. Shout out my daddy. He like wouldn't stop raving about the flight scope on his phone. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm still not buying a $400 app. For my phone sorry i really don't give a shit what my launch angle is or my spin rate or whatever i'm just i'm keeping it between the lines that's it but um what the you before i get into what i got into in twitter which you've noticed the past 36 hours um do you have any thoughts or takeaways from tiger's new appearance because i heard a week ago he was walking with a limp and it was tough but now he's you know hitting nice full swing shots we don't know what he was trying to do or where the ball was going but smitty give me a little breakdown of tiger's video please well yeah it, again kind of like rory's photo right it's it's one swing it's it's a, a snapshot of, of probably the a, a very small snapshot of the larger picture um 
it's Tiger hitting a wedge. It's probably like a 90, like an 80, 85%, you know, full wedge swing. Looks very good. Um, swing looks very reminiscent of Tiger Woods. Um, it looked like me trying to hit my 125 pitching wedge 100 yards. Just buttery. Yeah, exactly. Just, just a nice, smooth tempo swing. Yeah. Um, Wait, transition was and there's <laughs> Yeah, and there's – and there's a divot pattern there too, right? If you actually look, like there's a decent amount of divots uh, taken, probably news, 15 to 20. News. It could be staged. It could be staged. We can't rule yeah, anything out. And I'm fair not being enough. the hater, folks. I'm not being the hater yet. Maybe. We'll see. Sorry. Go ahead, Smitty. All I'm saying is like, you know, walking in a golf swing are two very different movements. Um, I, I, I just, for me, obviously, it's I, I take it as, as very good news. Um, you, you know, he's making a full swing, which is yeah. very good. And and again, this is where Tiger kind of hurts himself where, you know, he doesn't obviously give, you know, let's say uh, time for interviews, things like that. Um, he, he's, he's, a, he's a busy fella now. I he's, mean, he's, well, he's, he's a very private man by nature, right? Like his, his yacht's cool. name is Privacy. Um, so take that for what if it not is. seafood from uh, seafood from Caddyshack, Privacy is like the second best name. <laughs> Touche. I, I do love that. Um you know, for me as the golf fan, it, it's it's good to see. It's promising to see. You know, now the question is, is he going to be back for the Masters next year? Um, That's a great same, But at the same time, it's like, okay, is he is he healthy? Is he is he living pain free? Is quality of life an issue? Like, those are the questions that for me I want to know because those, you know, sure he can make the casual golf swing, but there's a lot. There's a big difference between a range session and walking 72 holes at Augusta National. Oh, I think so, what we what we saw is like one percent of what the whole thing encompasses in terms of yeah, obviously that, that's why I said like oh, I don't want to here's just small or whatever, but I mean we only saw so much. Yeah, here here's that's a it. prop. Here's a prop bet for you. Does he apply for and get an exemption, a la John Daly, for a golf cart at the PGA Championship? Oh, that's. That is GD interesting. Um, I say no. I, I, I'll just give you an outright no. I don't think he would play if he required one. That's my personal well, take. Truth be told, I mean, I know John John Daly. Oh, excuse me. I got the bourbon hiccups. I drank too fast. Oh. John Daly, I understand why he has the card or whatever, but part of me is also kind of like, are, are we not surprised that we don't see more players? Uh, it's been like since Casey Martin, uh, where like uh, people don't uh, – like really, I guess I hate to say it. Like if you're like Mark Kalkovecki, where you just had like, you know, hip surgery or whatever, it's like, well, then you just take a year or two off from golf yeah. and you just play until you're better. But I mean, when I saw John Daly in the cart, I, because it's John Daly, I didn't bat a single eyelash at it whatsoever. I'm just like, hell yeah, whatever, baby. I want to see that McDonald's cup there and the pack of Marlboro light one hundreds. Hell yeah, and, buddy. And, and but, an empty two for a Michelob light. But the fact that it was John Daly, like I said, I didn't even give two thoughts about it. Whereas I'm like, no, wait a minute. More guys probably could and or should apply for things like that. However, now I've been wrong about this. This kind of smells to me what I'm about to say, like how I said uh, Phil and Tiger will never play on the Champions Tour because they think that if they can compete, they'll play with the regular guys. But ultimately, I, d I just don't see – I think Tiger is way too prideful and way too – he needs to be 100% if he's going to – at least attempt to perform because we've seen yeah. him degrade and fall apart as he's played, but we've never seen him. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I know he's come back and like when he won the Masters or whatever, he didn't seem to really like come back. And then a couple tournaments, he did like the British Open. He did run out of gas a little bit, but it didn't look like he was hobbling around. It just looked like he kind of looked like Tom Watson. Oh, even though it was twenty, he's twenty years older, you look like Tom Watson that one year when Stuart Sink won, where it's just like, hey, this old man just played seventy-two holes of golf. He's out of steam, and Stuart Sink is the steadiest Eddie out there, so it's kind of not even fair. But I mean, Tiger after that British Open. He didn't even win the tour champ- championship just shortly after or later that year. And but it seemed like ever since the British Open, where it looked like he was a little fatigued or he might start getting hobbled, he didn't seem to be after that period until he wrecked and broke his leg. I mean, he seemed to like we, and, and then what I mean by him breaking apart in front of us is like uh, Tory Pines, the US Open, where we've seen him golf and it just got worse and worse and worse. But what I'm asking is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if he's, since he, we've seen him come back, he hasn't had any of those fall aparts, has he? Not really. It, it, he's always kind of, you know, I, who knows if it's for better or for worse, you know, persevere, battle through pain on the way down, you know, when he's injured and trying to fight through it. Mm-hmm. When he did take the time to recover, I believe the, the first start after his fusion was uh, that tournament in the Bahamas, the hero challenge and he was like leading after one or two rounds or like leading during that round right yeah 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 for sure but uh and then the one time he did have like the chipping yips when he was working with foley remember that when he uh but uh but but swing wise no i i think i I think he's now hopefully old enough and wise enough experienced enough just to say and and you know you saw it when he when he played the cut when he was who was he paired with at the Masters in that final round? It wasn't Kepka. He was in front. Oh, it was Molinari and Poulter. So that doesn't really make sense. But no. I was going to say, like, like he's 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 no longer a long hitter, and he knows it. Like when you watch those Taylor made videos, I don't know if that you've seen any of those oh, online. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, he's he's now watching. You know, the Rorys, the Matthew Wolves, these guys coming up in the Taylor made stable, and he's looking at them, going, "Okay, like I know I'm not." The, the long hitter anymore and like even those guys are ribbing him during those videos but then he goes okay anyone want to put thousand dollars a swing on a five iron close to the hole and everyone's like nope i'm good no <laughs> not touching that right like there's you know a what? lot of respect there side tangent i don't know if i shared this with you before but um probably one of our best caddies at the resort who best golfer caddy is this guy named kyle crawford and i've watched him play many times never played golf with him but i've seen him hit balls he's been in the group in front of me whatever he's prodigious but he's one of the few golfers I know where if he's anywhere from 100 to 200 yards in, he's Steph Curry-esque where the second he gets over the ball, I'll nudge somebody and be like, this could go in. I've never said that about any pro golfer because, well, and I've been around a lot of pro golfers in person watching tournaments. I hate to say it. I've seen enough approach shots and iron shots that, yeah, a lot don't go in. Mm-hmm. And this guy, not saying I've seen any of his shots go in. I've just, I know his game and like how he plays. And it's just, it's very cool to be like, like you said, the Tiger Woods five iron thing where people are like, no, no, he's the assassin with with certain mm-hmm. like uh, arrows in the quiver ultimately my my boy he's not my boy we're friendly we we really haven't worked together i mean he's acquaintances like, um but we're even though we're like the same age and he has a little bit more experience as me whatever he I, I i swear to god there aren't too many he's the only golfer i know and can any of you listening just fathom fathom a golfer where from 100 to 200 yards out if they're about to get over the ball you and you're playing them in a match you have to sit there and go fuck he might make this or he's going to hit it within a foot and it's a guaranteed birdie. It's, it's very special. That's why I call it Steph Curry escort. It's like, well, if you give Steph Curry room, he'll make a shot on anywhere on the court, like just uh-huh. like, watch out. So 
but um, I, I, I had a great comparison I was going to use for Tiger here before we shift gears on Tiger. I think a good analogy I can, I can think about right now is Tiger Woods is much like um, like a fighter pilot with an airplane with his fighter plane relationship where as as he was going down and falling apart he just refused to bail out he still wanted like shoot down a couple more planes on his way down just did everything he could while he was like falling down to the ground like hitting drivers and like crumpling down and holding his leg or whatever but once he and his aircraft were grounded he is smart enough and professional enough that he knows and the aviation industry is much like this whether commercial or military that we are not going to get airborne unless we're back to 100 percent and that's why I asked you the whole thing where it's like, well, have we seen Tiger since he's like made concerted physical comebacks from ailments? He hasn't fallen apart from them yet, so to speak. I mean, I'm just asking because I might forget or certain moments or whatever, but I, I like to think that he's smart enough that he won't play unless he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's why I mean, that's my hope too. And that's a great, that's a great, that's a great prop you put about will use a cart. And furthermore, I don't think he's going to be ready for the masters. That'll be a hell of a story, but also like me, kind of quote knowing tiger quote unquote like i do i i think if his if his rehab is going the way it should he just shouldn't push anything he shouldn't like just just that that's all that's all i mean mm-hmm. and he knows better than me he, he's the one with the broken leg and with the as i was chatting with my golfers say he's the one with the uh huge uh, uncle scrooge piggy bank bank uh, penny bank account he's got the best doctors and trainers and best advice that should be around him it's not like we found out he was on leeches and it's like, Oh, we lost tiger. Cause he's got like a bad quack behind him or like screwing him up or whatever. No tiger is. And as, as he has been for the whole part of this century, one of the smartest athletes and for, but, it, but it has to be that way. You have to like, you mm-hmm. know, you have to diet, you have to keep your body right. I mean, it's, it's kind of a no brainer and not to say like, Oh, well the rich people can be healthy because they can afford a trainer and a diet. It's like, yeah, but it takes a lot of discipline and tiger woods, I'd say I could compare him to Jack, but I didn't grow up with watching Jack because I wasn't around. Tiger is the king of discipline. He mm-hmm. really, really is. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like he secretly always had a black belt in martial arts. I mean, think about it. Like he he strikes me as a guy who would be like well versed and just like has ultimate, as we know, the mental focus that only Lee Trevino could probably break. But I mean, like Tiger is king. He's airtight. He really is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not gonna ask you if any more thoughts on that because whatever. The heat that I got into on Twitter. Well, we could beat a dead horse and keep talking about Tiger. I see, I see your face. I'm sorry if you had more to say, but it's no, whatever. I don't. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, the thing I said that really got people shaken up, shook up, and I didn't mean to give comparisons whatsoever to be like, oh, he thinks the Roswell aliens shot JFK, which I did say about a guy who we're going to bring up because I didn't mean to get a follower or a listener to the podcast, but it sounds like we did, and I don't have his name in front of me. I will bring it up momentarily because for as much vitriol as i threw at him he came back very nicely towards me and cool very thank you but all i said was and it was a weird comparison it wasn't a comparison it was just a weird sentence but one of my tweets i essentially said i don't care about these comeback videos until i hear more about his accident now i could have said probably more more of an apple oranges statement and thank god nobody came after me after that they were coming after one thing or the other and that's what prompted me to say like oh all you people jerking off of the tiger woods videos can unfollow me right now please i mean because but let's let's talk about something new or fresh or funny like i mean like rob miller does he's just like name the name, name the pro wrong answers only different one every day it's like that's funny that's just like that's the reason why i like to banter with everyone on golf twitter every day it, no matter how I think I'm towing my line up, I get fired at the next guy I piss off or whatever. But, uh, but ultimately I, 
I'm not trying to cry conspiracy. My whole ethos behind this, and the wife has heard me just yell about it constantly in the house, just about the whole Tiger Woods car accident situation. I don't want us to keep deifying the man only to find out that 20 years later or after he's dead, that there was way more to it because we, I don't want any legacy that we hold him up to to be tarnished and or I don't want the people who will never think the legacy will be tarnished to keep yelling at me. That's all. It's, it's, it could happen to any other human being and I would still demand the same answers and ask the same questions. And I'm not like a Joe Rogan type where it's like, well, I always ask questions or, or I'm not an attempted conspiracy theorist or anything. I just feel like, and as you pointed out or other people pointed out on Twitter, he was going 85 in a 45 zone. There are a lot of facts out there that really may or may not matter, but there are still facts enough that I'm like, I just know, Smitty, I just know in my heart of hearts, we're gonna, if it comes out one day, we're gonna find out he was high as a fucking kite. Like things are going better for him. Not to say he hit that old stride or whatever, but I mean, when you're on pain pills, it's hard to get off of them. So no matter how he's performing, who's to say he wasn't, you know, chomping down a bunch of them? Because I mean, I've heard what like pain pill addictions are and how many they eat a day. It's like, I've heard the Ryan Leaf numbers. It's extraordinary. I'm not comparing any problem Tiger may or may not have to the problems that are well documented by Ryan Leaf. But you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where I don't want it to come out to the point where we disgrace his grave because it's like, oh, well, it turns out Tiger used the N-word and beat all the women he was with or st all this stuff that could retroactively be like, let's take away his status because people are going to love him so much. I want to reinforce that. I would be very stupid and remiss not to say he is not the most important golfer of all time, at least in our lifetime. If he wasn't around, golf would still be a funny white guy sport and it would be 50% as big as it is now. And with a lot less young guns trying to get him because they didn't have inspiration per se. So mm -hmm. sorry for the long rant. That was my whole thing on Twitter. Like I said, it was a horrible comparison, but I, I like to stir up some fun, thoughtful shit on Twitter when I can. And my whole thing was, I just want to know more about Tiger's accident. And then even some good followers of mine, like uh, JB Meacham, I love that guy at Japanese Bistro. I think that's his Twitter handle, or it's a funny handle. But he, uh, he even said like, why do you want to know? Why do you want to know? It's just like, well, I don't have to know. But I would really like to. I don't want the wool to keep being pulled over our eyes. Even if the truth is damaging and hurtful, I think it still needs to be out there. You know, not to get political, but um, the Biden administration in America, they were supposed to release the JFK papers recently. And guess what? They still delayed it. I mean, it's so, like, so, there, there, so there's, 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 they're still trying to keep the shit on. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, there's still certain stories out there that they're keeping the shade on because certain people don't want to get exposed or there's problems or whatever. And Tiger, loose comparison, I, I feel like the Tiger could be the same thing. Thank God he's a sports athlete and we just get to watch him and enjoy him. I just, I want us to all respect and love him still. And I'm afraid there's more to it that we just don't want to admit to. And that's why everyone was coming after me. That That's all I was saying. Do you think in 20 years there's a chance that Tiger does um, an interview or just comes out with everything and, and, and spills the truth? A million percent, yes, because right after I watched that Bob Prover documentary, I was just staying up late. I watched, I rewatched the Doc Ellis uh, documentary about the uh, when he hit through the no no on acid. And okay. ultimately, well, here's what well, 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 I only brought up Doc is because he was a guy who it's a fun story, but no, whoa, 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 whoa. You're on the right track, but this is my segment now. Look at oh, me. Oh, okay. I am the I, captain now. Wait, okay. I'll look at the camera, not you. Like, <laughs> okay. Look at me. Look at me. What do you think about Michael Jordan and his legacy? 
he is the luckiest athlete to have his peak in his reign at the time he did before the internet, before cell phone cameras, before a lot more information was spread. Michael okay. Jordan okay. is, no, no. is okay. really raw, Next question. Very raw with that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. So what separates him and, and his legacy? You, hold on a sec. What are you touching? Your microphone's scratching a little bit. What's going on there? No, your mic's fine, but is your cord touching something? Okay, you're good. No. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is that, you know, there's a lot of time here. There's a lot of, a lot of road left on this highway. And what I'm saying is that I think, I think at the end of the day, we're, we're going to look at a comparison between him and, and Jordan, where Jordan does uh, the last dance. And he talks about, hey, you know what? He comes clean. He just goes, you know what? There's nothing about gambling. I didn't have a gambling addiction. Sure, I ran around with these people and, and in Tiger's case, Perkin Diner waitresses. Like I ran around in those circles. And at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. But don't judge me for the stuff you don't know about. Judge me for the stuff you do. And real quick, adjust your microphone again. It's a little quieter. That was my bad. Put it back to where it I was. Think... Oh, say something now. Oh, this is bad. Now I see your lips moving, but I don't hear anything. This is all my fault. No, I think I touched it by accident. Is it better now? You're back to perfect volume. Sorry. Okay, to answer your question, like, will Tiger not necessarily do something like The Last Dance? And I will still bring back the Doc Ellis reference here because Doc had a long career of, like, as he admitted, alcohol and, and substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And for the last 10 years of his life, he really pivoted and turned it around and became an advocate to help people with those problems. And he came very clean about it. it did, and, but we already knew about Doc in terms of like, whether you liked him or not, his reputation, or whatever. So when it comes to Tiger, do I think he will do all that? Sure, I do. I just, I, I, I have no problem with it. I'm just afraid. You see how everyone reacts when they find out one little thing or the other. I mean, I just don't want everyone to lynch him. That's all. Mm-hmm. Remember when he came out and apologized for like, like whoring around and stuff like that? He got pretty lynched pretty bad. And in the end, nobody got hurt physically. Nobody died. Nobody got sued. Nobody, whatever. And we still, other than all the white guy golfers who were just kind of like, <laughs> now we got something to say to our wives. We're like, hey, honey, look, I'm not Tiger Woods at least. <laughs> but other than that, it's like we, we took him to the cleaners. We did. And I don't want to see Tiger be taken to the cleaners again. He's already got, we know the DUI photo. We, we, I mean, there's just, so, there's just so much mounting up where it's just kind of like, Christ, we, we, the only thing to help much like my belief in like, we need to legalize our narcotics. He needs to come clean about what he's doing all the time and keep doing it. Maybe that, that's the only thing to absolve and blow the roof off this. So we don't have to live under that roof anymore. That's I, I don't want to live with these pretenses that people are never going to acknowledge until it's too late and, it, and, it, and it's going to turn ugly on them. And that's why I made that Liberace joke on Twitter. I mean, Christ, I thought that was the best comparison. I mean, it's like, you know oh, how many people were, you know how many people I were miss, when they found out Liberace was gay? Oh my I miss, God. There I were missed tons the Liberace of tweet. Oh, there were tons of Christian women in the, in the country of America that when they found out Liberace was gay, they repressed it or they denounced him. Like it was, oh, and, it, and he was just a performer who, if you didn't have two eyeballs and a brainstem, you could not look at the man and not, think he was a certain orientation and don't don't get me wrong i love liberace great piano player even better showman like he puts barnum and bailey to shame in terms of how to market and how to make a show look good liberace was the best it's just he was a closeted catholic like closeted gay man up until his death and like claimed his aids death was based off of um 
a watermelon deficiency illness diet thing. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a bananas, he's a bananas story, but Liberace, yeah. Everyone flipped out when they found out, oh, he's not, he's not the straight womanizer that he kind of appears to be. I mean, are you looking, tell me you're looking at pictures of Liberace on stage right now. Oh, I am. Yes. This is the first time, like I've, I've heard the name Liberace, but I've never actually like looked at a photo. And so, so real quick, here's a big running joke. I tell a lot of people and I know, well, granny, if you're listening to this podcast, I really love you. I know you have nothing else to do and thank you for listening, but we curse a lot here and you're probably not listening. She, when she would, when I was a little kid and she would drive me around like, you know, whatever, cause she was pretty much my mom growing up. She would listen to Liberace on cassette and he was a magnificent piano player if it wasn't for his showmanship and orientation, he'd probably be up there with like the Mozart talk or whatever, where it's just like, this guy was just amazing. He was really, really good. But deep down, like my grandmother was staunchly religious, staunchly conservative, big time. No four letter words were allowed to be thought in the house. Like she was, I remember, well, never mind. But ultimately, I know it's one of those things where it's like, she, she's pretty smart. She had no Liberace was gay. And if Liberace, if she knew Liberace was gay, she wouldn't have listened to his music ever. Now this is, like I said, this is an indictment on my grandmother too much. Like I said, I love her. She's got great judgment, perfect judgment in my opinion, but it's a weird, it's a weird situation. You heard Austin Powers make that joke. He's like, I can't believe Liberace was gay and women loved him. That was in the first <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah. He's a, he's a great piano player, and to put a whole button on this long Liberace rant, I don't know where to find it. I can look it up for you later, but there's a really great HBO movie that came out about 10 years ago and changed called Beyond Behind or Beyond the Candelabra, and Michael Douglas plays Liberace. Matt Damon is in the movie. Rob Lowe's in the movie. It's kind of jarring because you're just like, wow, I didn't know this guy's behind-the-scenes life was this way. Not Nothing graphic, just kind of like, huh, interesting how... Matt Damon, his little love affair, he made him get plastic surgery to look like Liberace. Like, I mean, like the guy that Matt Damon played or whatever. But it's a very, very cool, interesting movie that really sheds all the light you need to know. And at the same time, every time I watched Michael Douglas play Liberace and do his scenes or whatever, I was sitting there going like, I'm, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting starstruck here. Like, it, like he was such a good showman and piano player that like my straight ass was moved. I'm like, oh, this guy's the best. I wouldn't fuck him, but oh, he's the best. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at some of the photos from behind the candelabra. <laughs> great movie. It's a great movie. I don't know oh, where to man. The 70s he, must have been a hell of a time. Oh, and, and he he was like, he is the definition of opulence. And funny thing is, like the same year he died, uh, four year, uh, four months prior, he attended WrestleMania 1 as a very special guest. He was, quote unquote, this is literal, this is how Vince McMahon built it. He was the special guest timekeeper. Now, no professional wrestling match unless it's a, it's a like, it's a time-based bout, which I haven't seen many. You don't need a timekeeper, but it's like, oh, they had a bell ringer, they had whatever. There's, I have a, history of wrestlemania dvd that's a dynamite watch but you can clearly tell it's produced by the mcmahons and it's a certain way but ultimately liberace was in the middle of the ring dancing with the rockettes doing the can can and he's just got this big ass smile on his face just like hey i'm just we're fucking around we're having a good time we're just having fun i mean four months later dead from hiv but i mean it's a banana story um i'm, I'm gonna look it up right now where you can watch behind the candelabra because I, you got to dedicate a couple hours to watch it. It's a really, really good movie. I mean, it's it's goofy if you want to call it that. But anywho, um, so yeah, that that sorry, that was my whole shock and awe tweet about how it's just kind of like I don't want us to find out Tiger Woods really was hopped up all the time because everyone is going to treat it like, oh, Liberace's gay. 
And you're looking at the pictures right now, buddy. And nobody thought that man, half of America didn't think that man was gay. Look at the pictures. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> All right. So I'm using, have you downloaded the app? Just watch. Never even heard of it. Oh, dude. I can't believe I haven't told you about this. I've told so many friends of mine about it. So ultimately, and oh, they should be a sponsor. This would be so cool. Justwatch.com. It's it's all one word, just watch. And what it is, is it, it saves you time for searching for where your shows are on like streaming services or whatever. I just typed in beyond, behind the candelabra into just watch and it came up telling me where I can stream it, where I can rent it and how much and where I can buy it. And they're each an icon purchase away. So for example, behind the candelabra can be streamed on HBO Max, HBO, MaxGo, DirecTV and... Yeah, that's it. But that's all I'm seeing here. But if it were to say Netflix, you'd be like, oh, you go to Netflix, search. Well, oh, dude, I heard or internationally it could be different. So I don't want to I don't want to tell too many people because I know your Netflix and our Netflix are different. That's so correct. I yes. I don't know how this app works internationally. I've only shared it with my American friends in person so far. But I swear to God, dude, download it. It's called Just Watch. It's free. It's it's honestly the most helpful app I've ever had on a phone ever. I mean, really good this 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 podcast is brought to you by justwatch.com in conjunction with callawaygolf.com get your wedges a year and a half from now sorry i was gonna ask how are those wedges coming along did you get one yet <laughs> well wait i told no you know i got my i got i got the 64 degree actually yeah. okay funny new uh epilogue in uh in my mm-hmm. whole trying to buy wedges this year uh, we're recording on the 22nd of November. Happy 100th birthday, Roddy Dangerfield. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I applied for my refund from uh, Cleveland for that wedge that I bought and I wound up getting the Callaway wedge. And they sent me an email saying order canceled. You'll get your refund on the 9th. And it said it'll take three days to get credited back. Well, it's been 13 days. I haven't gotten shit. This is, I, sorry, folks. I, I Unless you like Cobra, uh, don't try to buy anything online just until like for two years ever again, <laughs> like until we figure out the economy or the shipping containers or the, or, or the truckers are about to not get vaccinated or, or and quit, which means that's going to be worse than the shipping containers folks. I, I don't, I don't feel like buying anything anymore online. And that was like my existence, Smitty. I, I, bu- I almost bought groceries online. <laughs> I just, I just had a nice package of underwear delivered today and they Ooh. fit like, they fit like a dream. What brand, what brand undies? uh lululemon mm, good call I, I i know they make good i hear a lot of people because i've seen a lot of lululemon yoga gear 10 15 years ago when i lived in colorado and it was looked great on the ladies they make comfortable clothing and they make men's clothing too a lot of people don't know that <laughs> they make unbelievable men's clothing uh their pants are unbelievable they're called abc pants mm-hmm. um and that stands for anti-ball crushing Yes. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember hearing that on the ad. A couple they, years ago. they make the best gym shorts you'll ever find, like indestructible, basically, unless Augie decides to chew them apart. Um, and their underwear, I, I first got their underwear probably over 10 years ago. I still have a pair and that may sound gross because I know the Not rule is like, what, what's the rule with underwear? It's like something about two years or I saw, I don't know. There's but, a rule about underwear. Oh crap. Yeah. So let's, 
honey <laughs> exactly burn burn the underwear drawer burn them all um but oh, no, no. Like, but all i'm gonna say is that especially for like when when these so like 10 15 years ago like microfiber underwear and that was just coming into the market right like all these modern technologies in oh. terms of the fibers oh, were just got, coming I got, in I got the jockey shorts right now with the modal modal uh with the microfiber i love these things right now you'd know catty ass is a real thing especially mm. in damp climates right yeah keep going <laughs> when was the last time you had catty ass i remember switching to these things never had a, i've never had my thighs rub ever again the greatest you know, ever uh i guess catty ass isn't necessarily a colloquial term that we use or whatever we i mean we pretty much call shit what it is like swamp ass or you know whatever just like bacon bread down there whatever you want to call it but ultimately i wasn't going to share this but i was like oh fuck it i've already talked to my, about my hemorrhoid butt wipes on the podcast before so it's true i uh, i got a case of um jock itch this summer legitimately is or that also, also known as which is grosser jock rot now I remember my dad telling me he got that back in high school, and don't Google it. Don't Urban oh, Dictionary. Oh, totally. God. I was about to tell you what it is, but whatever. It, it probably sounds worse on the internet. But my dad told me he got it when he was in high school, and he was like a multi high school, multi sport athlete in high school and college, and blah blah blah. And he told me how he went through and how much it sucked. And I just kept looking at him, going like, "What? Did you also get polio, old man? You guys are getting jock itch back in the day. I mean, yeah, we we clean ourselves these days. We're fine." And I am a hygienic person, but I did get a case of jock itch that lasted, God, better part of a month to the point where it's like, I probably definitely had to change all my underwears and, and like in, in the, in the man area, you got it. Yeah. Like in the, in the pubis up front. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was, it, it wasn't to the point where it was like damaging, but it was like pretty unbearable where it's like, well, you don't want to itch your, like, even if you scratch your arm for 24 hours straight, you know, you're going to eventually like wear skin away and you don't want to yeah. like do that down there. But I mean, I'd be, oh God, there were times where I'd be sleeping like spread Eagle, just going like, Oh yeah, I just want the air to, Oh God, I don't touch it. Nobody touch. I just, it, but it went away, whatever it was for the time it was. But I mean, we joke or whatever, but I did get that this summer and it was, I always think like I'm probably going to get a blister or a sprained ankle that'll slow me down. This didn't slow me down, but it was ever present. And I do put, uh, I use that stuff. It's called anti monkey butt. I usually buy it by the three pack um, on Amazon. And uh, yeah, usually it's, if you're working 36 holes or it's summertime, yeah, you always want to throw some down there. Lately I've been working 18 holes and I've been forgetting to use it, but it hasn't been a problem. I mean, like today it was supposed to rain. It didn't. So I wore rain gear and yeah, I was, really warm all day but it did, nothing got really you know uh, spongy down there or too rainforesty or whatever <laughs> i don't know it's just like lieutenant dan right his best advice keep your keep your feet dry socks keep your socks dry <laughs> keep your keep your keep your feet dry when we're out your, make, change your socks every time we stop <laughs> keep keep your balls area dry there boys for all the gentlemen listeners or or people that refer to themselves as whatever they want but have balls balls and butthole keep them both dry and we all got buttholes but most men have butthole problems and not women so anywho um oh hey uh meant to ask you uh you see the uh, uh oh you did see because you tagged me and i didn't uh like it sorry i know we're both learning twitter but um <laughs> uh brooks is with strix on cleveland strix on 
Good for him. That's a good company. Silly season has officially begun. Now, it's an interesting case, right? Because uh, silly season, for those that don't know what that is, it's basically equipment change season for golfers. Uh, There's silly season slash Black Monday for NFL coaches, which is the Monday after the NFL season is finished. In this case, it's usually January 1st because most players are coming off of a contract, which yeah. expires January 1st. And, and Brooks has been a, a free agent for about four years now since since Nike left the uh, equipment industry. The best free which agent, is, by the way. I mean, the epitome of a guy who's like, don't be brand loyal, be, be loyal to hmm. what's good and what performs. The anti-Corey Pavin is what I like to call him. Um, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, he went links to Cleveland. Uh, he's playing those VAS irons. And then he went PRGR. And then, he, yeah, basically fell off the cliff. But anyways, um, yeah, like it, it gave him a lot of time to think about it. And and when he was ready to now, from what it sounds like, it's not a 14 club deal. Um, I wouldn't sound so. It sounds like it sounds like fairway wood, uh, putter and, and hybrid. Um, I think it might be an 11 club deal, 10, probably 10 club. Um, what about the ball? Ball, he is playing Strixon. Now, I just that's checked my deal. That's a huge that, deal. That, that, that's a very big deal. And, and know, for those that don't know, Strixon is a is a huge international. Like they're, I believe they have the most sales, um, not in Asia, but actually in Europe is where they have the majority of their sales. Um, that's cool. That's cool. But, uh, but yeah, obviously the two tricks on ball players I know are Hideki, incredible yeah. golfer, and uh, Cam Champ, always leading and driving. Yep, and and hello, Shane Lowry, Brooks. welcome, welcome to the oh, and Shane Lowry, excuse me, but uh, hello, Brooks, welcome to uh, maybe I don't want to call it the best ball in golf, but there's certainly something there. It's like there's more than one outlier that we need to add up. Now, now, here's something interesting I, I did get a a uh, mention, a reply on one of my tweets today. And that I asked you is, will he be playing the multicolored ball, which Jerry seems to like um, for optic purposes, terrible golf ball, but great optics. Um, Well, it's, it'd be, it'd be like asking him, would you, okay. So do you know what ball Brooks was playing before tricks on quick question? uh, Pro V. I I don't know if it's X or whatever. Okay. Doesn't matter. It would be like making him play the AVX instead. Because those those um the the what do they call them? The, oh God, the, the, oh God, the the duo or no, that's Wilson. Um, not the, the high core man, uh, not the, the, the not the pants man. Um, about like NXT. No, no. What I'm saying is the Strixon Q Q Star Tours oh, that are okay. divide. They call them the divide. The two color balls are called the divide. That that ball is the equivalent of the AVX. That's why I like it so much. Uh, can we name a single golfer playing in the AVX type of ball? I mean, pro golfer, PGA Tour player, maybe one or two. I don't think so, though. That I don't think anybody on tour does. Goals. You can't have a high swing speed and play that ball. We can. It's it's actually a very low spin golf ball. Okay, so am I getting this wrong? Where like I, okay, you know what I'm doing? I'm adapting my game tour. It's like, well, I like the Pro V. It's my preferred ball of choice if I have free balls laying around. But if I find an AVX or two, I like to play those first because with my swing speed, I mean, I probably. I hover around 100, 105 miles an hour swing speed. I don't swing it hard. I just got like, like I said, it's like it's like a cross between Bubba Watson, but lighter and uh, John Daly, where it's like I got a long swing, same speed, same try to be smooth every time. And I find that whatever compression comes in the AVX is the same as those divide Q-Star tour balls. 
and that just works for me because it works for me i assume it doesn't work for the pros that's all that's all i'm yeah. saying now hambone 011 uh sorry hambone 011 at hambone 011 um which he he or she does not have a picture um about 10 tweets 75 people he follows don't, he or she don't blow everything up with that person so i'm i'm not sure how credible this is but uh hambone 011 tweets he will be playing the Shrixon diamond oh it, new is ball. A, it is a cross between the xv and the regular z star it'll be available in 2022 to consumers so um not sure what hambone does for a living might work in a Shrixon factory somewhere but uh little insider information if it rings true you heard it here first <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah wherever you hear your information you heard it here first oh my god i got like 50 notifications on twitter excuse me mm -hmm. i'm trying to go back and find our friend here to refer to him later i'm getting closer i can find it later so oh adobe flash player yeah remind me later thank you <coughs> oh Where'd you go? Right here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, another window popped up. <laughs> Not my laptop. Okay. So the diamond. Okay. So that's, I've heard that. I've heard what other golf balls have had the, like something diamond before. Is it just the, the those stratas or, or was it, what was that golf ball that had like the different, uh, the like tour a, ace. Tour, <laughs> the tour ace. <laughs> I like those golf balls, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Man, Jim Furyk, I believe one, uh, the 2003 U.S. Open with a Strata Tour Ace. Oh, was that what he was playing? I think nice. so. Well, good um, for now, other balls with a diamond. Now, I know uh, there's iterations of the Titleist Pro V1 out there, which have a diamond. Um, that Those are Tour only, I do believe. But, uh, yeah, don't know of any diamond. Oh, maybe Volvic. Did Bubba ever play a Volvic Diamond Edition? Perhaps. Uh, I think whatever Volvic he played didn't matter because that was a cute contract for a year that went with his... With, no, don't make that face. No, we, we can all admit it because he played Volvic for a year. It went with his color scheme. Or, I'm, not, I'm not saying this because like you're doing the money sign. It, it wasn't necessarily money and it wasn't just because he's Bubba and he plays funny colors or whatever. Volvic went out on a limb and did a very good job of it. But the second he was done with Volvic and switched back to a Pro-V or Pro-V1X or whatever... He won like twice right away. I think he won Riv that year. He won a oh, couple he, events. He won Riv and it, it wasn't Augusta, but I mean, he won. He, he was back because I know he owns Riv, the Honda Classic, and Augusta, or like those, or the Honda Classic can be rotated out with something else. But I mean, he owns certain courses. And when he got back to playing a ball that behaved the way you wanted to when you hit it, especially in Artiste like Bubba Watson. I, I kind of want to like look at Volvin and be like, hey, no, I'm not going to make fun. Valiant effort. I mean, the one time you made a splash on the men's tour, whatever. Ugh. Sorry, I took a long drink. <clears throat> um, I got to tell you about my recent job I've been on lately. It is a very interesting group. Um, I got paired up with uh, two um, ladies right away. Their this ages, is half a camp. Their ages between 50 and 70, the two of them but one's much younger than the other. And we were on sheep ranch the first day. And uh, I could tell right away I had the right golfers because everyone else in the group was like having trouble with the caddies or they were like handfuls in terms of like being pretentious type A's or yada, yada, yada. But these ladies were a blast and they're great. And they're part of a big, 
I asked one of them, I, I said like, so where'd y'all meet? Uh, Cause you guys are all one ladies from Ohio. One's from uh, Pit, uh, uh, Philadelphia, almost like Pittsburgh, excuse me, big difference. And uh, got she, big uh, hockey rivalry in those two markets. Do not mix those two up. Of course not. Of course not. Um, but uh, I asked the, I asked her, I'm like, where'd y'all meet? And she said, Oh, we all met in Scotland on a golf trip. Like this is what the organization does. And I'm like, all you Yankees, all you Americans met in Scotland at one point or another. She's like, yeah, it's a, it's a singles golf group and they're all like 50 years or older. And they run usually like 40 to 80 deep wherever they travel. This time they only have 16 at Bandon. Super cool. But I kind of looked at like, Hey, these, it's kind of cute. They kind of get down or whatever. I heard some stories about a couple of them hooking up and it like didn't turn out well or whatever, but they still kind of travel. Is, golf. It, is, is this, is this mixed or is this all ladies? Mixed, mixed. Okay interesting like like picture like a senior's cruise but not a cruise but golf like that's what these yeah. folks do i mean it, and i kind of looked at it like oh well hopefully you don't hook up because then next thing you know if you get married then you're not in the singles group anymore and this seems pretty fun blah blah i didn't, blah, know, blah. I didn't know abandoned dunes was turning into hedonism too <laughs> hedonism three maybe <laughs> <laughs> but, so anyways my two ladies gene and maria i'm working for them tomorrow they're delights they're and, and much like quintessentially how 20 to 20 plus handicap ladies golf they don't really make too many mistakes they usually keep their drives pretty much similar the same you know stay out of the bunkers blah 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 Jean on the first day at sheep ranch my god she made birdie on the first hole she was hitting all her putts where i was telling her to the point where the other veteran academy with me b-dub he was all like just like he was starting to like just yell he's like jesus christ queen jeans a hell of a putter i'm like it, it was fun and uh and then I started hearing other I started hearing other stories where the very next day, I don't mind, I don't mind sharing all this, but the very next day I'm out in the smoke pit and I was talking to the caddy that was with me with these two other guys that he was with. One guy was from Baltimore, cool dude, just regular 45, 50 year old dude from Baltimore. We chatted about some Orioles baseball, it was fun, and some places I lived in Baltimore. And the other guy was this older fella who like was probably like 74, he was 74, not probably. But he looked like he had a lot of plastic surgery. He looked like 50 or younger, whatever. Runs marathons. Interesting dude. But while like me and my ladies were talking, or they were talking to me a lot because they were chatty and I chat too, because that's why we're doing a podcast. But as we're chatting, this older guy would like keep telling us to be quiet because somebody's swinging. And even though that person couldn't hear us, we were being very quiet. He was just all about like, he's like, hey, shut up. No, be quiet. He's swinging. And I'd be like, okay. And I was quiet. And then she'd start talking. He's like, hey, be it was just weird. And then all of a sudden, the very next day, the caddy that was the veteran caddy that was for both of them. I was talking in the smoke pit and, and I walked in there and when I checked in behind him on the computer, I saw he didn't log out. I'm like, Oh, Hey Brett, oh, I'll log out for you. And I looked at his assignment for the day because his calendar was up. Not, a, not very private or anything. And it said assignment pending. And I was just like, Oh, Brett went in there and said, I want off the job. Yeah. KG old vet move. You, you picky prick. You get a, I, I, I always say, no, the bag isn't heavy. No, I'll take any job I want to. Some guys get to call their ball and I get it because they might be older and they work a lot and they're hurt or whatever. A lot of other reasons. But so I log him out. I check my, I'm at 820 that morning, check in, go outside, have a smoke and a coffee. And I see Brett out there and we're chatting and he's just like, Hey, they took me off the job. And I was just like, Oh, you got fired or replaced. And he's just like, yeah, they said they just want a different caddy. You no, know, try something different. Once I got to know the group is like, no, they didn't like him. Cause they, cause they thought he was, they said he was quote tuned out. And when, when I talked to him, he's just like, I was giving them perfect yardages and reads and they were hitting good shots. And when they did hit good shots, they weren't thanking me for it. So whatever, maybe I was tuned out, but he told me that this old fellow, the guy who has the plastic surgery, <laughs> he might listen to the podcast later. I don't care. That's why I'm not saying his name and the runs, the marathons. He 
kept telling Brett the caddy in the first day, he kept commenting how big the tits were of one of my golfers, <laughs> like like several times. I'm just like I'm sitting here going like I kind of like this group. <laughs> like I kinda... <laughs> lots of uh, chemistry within the group. Something. So that so second day we're at Pacific Dunes. You know what happened? The old yeah. ladies, said lady with the the assets, probably hit on the the, the caddy Brett. And then Buddy got jealous and said, I don't like this guy anymore. He's off the bay. <laughs> that's what well, happened. That's, that's the story I'm going to perpetuate later when I see him again. <laughs> she's, <laughs> straight, she, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> she she propositioned a little something, something behind the caddy shack. So to, to move the story along a little bit, we played Pacific yesterday. And we're since I'm catting for two ladies, they're playing the orange tees or the quote unquote de facto ladies tees. And we're walking off number three T at Pacific and um, there's steps there. You have to go down into through the gorse and into the fairway up to the ladies tees. And I was catting with uh, my friend Damon and he and I were bullshitting about how they're cutting gorse down in certain spots where I'm like, wow, but that's decorative. Nobody hits it in there. Why are they cutting this down? Like, is it sucking up the water? And he used to be maintenance crew at PAC for like five years. So, I mean, he's got a lot of answers. And uh, as we're talking, we're walking down the steps and my ladies are in front of me. And the older one, the one who uh, had the gene, the one who had the birdie putt um, on a, like on, uh, who made the birdie on number one at Sheep Ranch and she was on fire. I watched her right in front of me slip and her feet didn't go above her head, but it was one of those, like on a banana. Yeah. I I just, I I was too far. Well, I was like six feet away, but I had two bags on and I was above her. I, I, even though I got great reflexes, I couldn't reach out and grab her. She landed right on her tailbone. And like to the point where like like she was like on the ground and she was like moaning and kind of like kind of crying out a little bit. So I just put the bags down. I got everyone away. I'm like, just don't move. Just stay down as long as you can. Just sit there. She was only down for like 10, 20 seconds. And and like you saw my tweet, she slipped, fell, had a great back nine, broke 40. Uh, I think that was handicap, uh, not physical, handy uh, golf handicap oriented. But ultimately, yes, this point, yes. I didn't know she. I didn't know I was going to see her again this morning. Like she was literally every time she'd hit a good shot, you would hear her like grunt or groan, like like not Serena Williams esque, but definitely more than audible. And it was it was just one of those things where it, it's your tailbone, dog. You ever hurt your tailbone? Yeah. Before? Oh yeah. As soon as you said that, all I can think of is uh, I'm not trying to segue at all. Um, is when you fall backwards, when you lose your balance playing hockey or skating like you you just get poked in the right spot and you fall backwards and you smash your tailbone or like your back or your head your helmet off the ice like it knocks the wind it knocks the wind out of you well that's what i I described it i described it like a car crash where it's just kind of like you don't think you're you think you're fine nothing happened and then the next day you're like oh my neck hurts my shoulders hurt because i seized up or like i got jolted oh yeah and and the truth be told when she got up and kind of started walking over tea that's when I noticed on the railroad ties. Now we used to have so many railroad ties back at Bannon and just Pacific Dunes alone that when golfers would ask, they were like the pass for everything. This is 20 years ago. Golfers would ask how many railroad ties you got out here. We're like, and we would make up a number like, Oh, 167,288, just whatever. They took a lot out because they're a slip and fall hazard for a lot of reasons. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. The second they get moist, there's oil still in them and that doesn't mix well. Number two, when she walked away or like when they were there, I felt the part that she slipped on. It looked like very light gray wood. When I put my hand on it and rubbed it across, it was ice. Mm-hmm. It was straight up like extremely heavy frost to the point where when I put my hand on it, it didn't melt, which made me say that's ice. 
And then as I told Damon, the other caddy, couples later, I felt bad because I'm like, if only we had walked down the steps first, as we normally do, and we're not bullshitting about the gorse and having a good time with everyone. If we had only walked down the steps first, not saying we would have slipped, we would have noticed it. And then we would have stopped yeah. and like, whoop, whoop, there's a little grass right here. Walk on the grass instead, not the path. And turns out she got an 80-minute massage that day. She didn't take a lot of Advil. She uh, played today. Old Mac did fine. And uh, well, I guess that's most of the funny stories was the big, uh, big senior singles group. I don't want to say the word senior because because uh, my my one golfer, the assets, uh, she's she's kind of cute. I mean, you, I even you, <laughs> you can call them the swingers. I think that's more apt in 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 in, in more ways than we can think. <laughs> but, the um, single swingers on the on the golf course. Oh, is. oh, and, and and then well, so while I was on Sheep Ranch the first day, it's been a four day job. Today was day three. Tomorrow we're playing Bandon Dunes, our last round. Uh, I forget what hole we're on, but I'm talking to um, the lady that slipped. This is before she slipped, but this is how we reference the story. She was telling me how her um, her nephew like work down in San Diego area. And she said something about a uh, Rancho Santa Fe. And I just looked at her. I was like, Oh yeah, I used to work at the bridges of Rancho Santa Fe. And she said, Oh yeah. Well, my nephew went to the uh, golf Academy. I looked right at her. I went, I went to the golf Academy too. And I didn't even ask her what years, whatever, everything was lining up. And she said, Oh, do you know, Brad? And I can't pronounce the last name. It's like, it's like Wexler, but there's a couple vowels in there and I'm messing it up. I'll, I'll get better at it. I've asked her again. And she's like, Oh, do you know, Brad? So-and-so. And I just was like, I played with golf with Brad three times at least. I played golf with this lady's nephew and I just got randomly paired with her. And then she, we're taking pictures together and she's texting him to him. And he's like, yeah, I know Jerry. It's just like, ah. golf is a great uh, networking tool that whether we want to admit or not, it always works that way. So it's a small yeah. world after all. And it, it, evidently Brad and his dad come up to Bannon a lot. So instead of me catting for him or trying to, I'll play golf with him. Cause today he texted her saying, Oh yeah, I'm on number seven at Torrey Pines. Yeah. No big deal. It's like <laughs> these folks get around. <laughs> The swingers get around, eh? In some way, there's, shape, or form, yeah. There's the title of this week's episode. The swingers get around. So Gary Guidas asked me to ask you this hockey thing, or at least, well, he, he told me to ask Trevor, a.k.a. Ty, our network director. Um, I don't know if these words mean anything to you. I just wrote it down. He didn't explain to me. I didn't ask. But in hockey, is there a guy named Tony Twist? I uh, used to be, yeah. You wait. You used to be. You said I used to be. I mean, no, no. I, I'm not expecting. Yes, there, a, I'm not expecting a current player. I'm expecting a story here. <laughs> Who's Tony Twist? Did this guy just Google like hockey fighting goons and, and he's just rhyming them off? I think what Gary and he's going to listen to this probably three weeks from now when we record uh, right before Thanksgiving because he even admitted he's behind in the episodes. But. Um, I, I went to Gary in confidence. Well, not confidence because we're talking about it now, but I was just like, Hey, I don't know much about hockey. You know, a ton about like really cool. I don't want to call hockey an eclectic sport, but it's a cool sport. That's like falls in between for most Americans attention. So, I mean, he's like I said, he's got the rugby and soccer and hockey stuff from like, Hey, Gary, give me five cool things about soccer right now. And he'll like rattle 10 off to me. I mean, so he knows that I get to ask you something hockey related once an episode. And if I can't think of anything as I'm learning, as I'm going, like I said, I watched the the Bob Probert documentary, which it's it's good. It's it's as tragic as it should be because we all know the character and the person the, that he was. But I mean, it was for a guy who achieved what Probert achieved. It was very 
good, accurate. You know, there was a couple mm-hmm. of Ty Domi clips in there early on that he when they interviewed Ty, obviously. And I didn't really follow up and ask or know if Bob Probert was alive or dead, but you can tell like five to ten minutes into the, the documentary, you're like, oh, this guy isn't alive anymore. Like they got, mm-hmm. they got a ton of Bob Prober audio material, a ton that they play over the documentary constantly, but not much uh, of the video of him saying it. But the guy obviously degenerated into some bad form of physical health due to his lifestyle and everything like that. But um, but yeah, so so Gary is my well that I go to sometimes, or at least he he offered this up to me. Tony Twist. So who's Tony Twist? Tony Twist was just a, another, you know, tough guy of the '90s, basically. But not really anything to report. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. Just big tough guy. That's what he's known as. Just a what, what, big, what years did he play? Or what uh, era? You know, like like right through the '90s, like '90 to '99. Who do you, who do you play for? Uh, St. Louis and maybe like Montreal, I think. All right, this is, okay, here we go. Here's my dumb, oh, excuse me, bourbon. Here's my dumb question before I puke. Tony Twist Um, played for St. Louis and Quebec, Quebec Nordiques. When did the St. Louis Blues start? When, when, I I always uh, believe it was 70s. Oh my God, I'm sorry. If we have any 67. Oh, if we have any, if we have any. More than that, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 67, 67 oh. expansion. The, are the Blues well? How are the Blues as a franchise? Give me a comparison, MLB wise. Like, have they won much? Have they been prominent? Uh, they won their first Stanley Cup uh, a couple years ago. Oh, uh, I know that much. No, I do know that much. But I mean, um, what, what does that make them? The Seattle Mariners, if they were to win this year? I mean, what? Ooh, good question. When was the last time the Milwaukee Brewers won a title? I don't, you know I, I no 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 I'm gonna go like Minnesota Twins because okay. just because St. Louis has had a lot of like I, I don't want to say like upper echelon like Hall of Fame type players but they they've always had really good players and they've had stretches of very very good teams that just didn't win the championship. Okay, so they're the Chargers, but they have won. The, they're the Detroit. No, nobody's Detroit Lions. No, no, ouch, that's anybody that's, to Detroit Lions except Detroit Lions. Come on, man. I think I think the Arizona Coyotes could be compared to the Detroit Lions, but we don't need to go there. Um, yeah, I oh, think like, oh. I, 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 I would say I would say like Minnesota Twins, like a reputable franchise. Like people now, so, know. Hold on. All right, I, 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 let's go tit for tat here, sports wise, and I'm going to cross sports again. I can name a lot of very great Hall of Famers from the Twins. Like, we got Kirby Puckett. We got yep. Harmon Killebrew. Uh, I mean, for, for lack of a better extent, Joe Maurer. I mean, we got, we got mm-hmm. the Twins have a lot of luminaries. The reason why, the reason, the reason why I compare the Chargers, other than Dan Fouts, the Chargers ain't had Dick. They had, or Antonio Gates, but, I mean, he's a very specific position player. The, the, the Chargers. Let, let Damian Thomason. LT, they had LT. I'm sorry, I forgot LT. He, see, he was. I used to be a Charger fan, and I I'm not a Charger fan anymore. I just don't watch football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, NFL fans, if you're listening. But it's it was easy for me to ignore LT because he was amazing. He was great at what he did. 
but he didn't carry us far enough because he was doing it single-handedly, maybe with Philip Rivers' help. But I mean, ultimately, yeah, LT, the way his career kind of wound down in San Diego was bad taste in the mouth. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong, nothing wrong. He just, he, what happened was right before that, Sean Alexander, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks, set tons of NFL rushing records because he was a 35 carry a game back. And they ran mm-hmm. his tires bald. And ever since then, Sean Alexander disappeared after setting so many records. And then right when Sean Alexander set the records and disappeared, LT, the second LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, not Lawrence Taylor, respect. Ladanian Tomlinson, he's not dead. I'm sorry. No, he's not. (laughs) Well, you pointed up. I I pounded my chest, asshole. (laughs) You you, you played along with it, too. Anyways, um, Ladanian Tomlinson was that guy who – a season and a half after that was going to suffer from the same exact things. No matter how much they had um, Darren Sproles and they had um, a couple of the guys who ironically, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time with Jerome Bettis started the Jerome Bettis and Willie Parker thunder and lightning approach, which was ironic because the Steelers were old fashioned and they had Jerome Bettis, the most old fashioned of running backs still chugging. And they're like, no, we need to have a thunder and lightning. We need to have a, a and B we need to have speed and power and LT, I hate to say it, LT was kind of one of the most versatile running backs. He could catch, he could run, he had strength. He wasn't very big, but I mean, he he had all the tools. And then when his, like the best the Chargers got, like the furthest they got was about when like he, I don't want to say he hit a wall, but he started to get hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I can't diagnose his injury. I just remember seeing him on a couple of playoff games, riding the stationary bike with the big, winter trench coat on and he had his helmet with the visor so you couldn't see his eyes and he just yeah. sat there he just sat there riding the bike the whole game and i, yeah. I can't fault the guy for not wanting to play hurt because another charger sean merriman had a dislocated achilles and his and his doctors told him you need to take a year off because if you don't and you get hit the wrong way your career is over he eventually took a year off but he wasn't and he went to buffalo but he wasn't the same after that yeah that guy was, was an like, animal that guy was scary out. He had a light switch tattooed on his hand right there. Lights out. Oh, my God. That's that's like Mike Tyson level shit. I mean, <laughs> anyways, um, the comparison upon comparison that we're doing here didn't mean to get into NFL much, but um, uh, we were talking about, oh, Christ, Tony Twist. But, I mean, that was way before. We are talking about the comparison of St. Louis. What would they be compared to another oh. franchise? And then you well, were going to well, for the record, I want to get back to saying I'm sorry, St. Louis Blues fans. I didn't realize the franchise was around that long. I, mm-hmm. I, I take it their success has been the most recent, Stanley Cup notwithstanding. But I feel like the way it's been referred to in my zeitgeist or, or span of attention, they always felt like an expansion team to me. So, so you know what? Somebody somebody could say that about baseball with Mariners still because it's like, well, what have they done? And they've been around forever. So it's like, so who are they're the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of uh, baseball with the exception of, and I never use the Panthers or Jaguars as a good example in the NFL because their second year as expansion teams, they both went to the conference championships. They did. That was, that, that was like 95 or 96 or something. They were nuts for being expansion teams. I mean, hello. And then the Ravens came up after them. Hello. I mean, whew. expansion teams have a weird record in certain sports and the Blues are not an expansion team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought they might have not, moved. Like there might have been a Brown situation. Okay. Well, well, if we have dozens and dozens of listeners, I would like to think that maybe we have five from St. Louis or that root for the St. Louis 
uh, blues. I'm sorry. I, I'm learning hockey. This is the whole point of this. This is like Smitty teaching me F1, except I want to be NHL instead. So. Augie just woke up and decided that the, uh, the channel changer is going to be his chew toy of the evening. So I'm is just going to call go... it up in Canada. You call it channel changer up in Canada. We can wrap the this re- up. The remote, the TV remote. Remote. It's, it's the, well, the remote control. Oh my God. I don't mean to say it like so smugly. I'm like, it's called the remote. Well, down here it is. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's not remote when it's so close to you. Ooh. <laughs> There's a caddy friend of mine named Brian Hobby. He is a supremely smart intellectual guy. He's, I call him the philosophizer. That's exactly something he would say. Or it's like, why call it remote if it's right next to you or not that far away? It's just, and I'd be yeah. like, Brian, Brian, don't say stuff like that. <laughs> like, don't blow my little mind to pieces over things that don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little Augie's awake. And I think he's, he just wants some love. I think it's, it's pet o'clock. He usually falls asleep on the couch with me and we kind of, you know, he dozes off, but I, stay up and watch the hockey game or the football game yeah well, this, don't you, this is great the last thing i actually wrote down i can bullshit about because we're on dog talk before we wrap up one of our shuttle drivers caddy shuttle drivers has this new uh border collie puppy named max oh yes and, and she brings him to work a lot and today he had his little bed and toys like right next to her as she's driving and and she dropped us off at old mac picked us up at old mac and he was still there and i was just like this dog has gotten the most pets today like on the head out of anybody, like every eight guys that got on the shuttle, the two guys that didn't pet the dog, everyone on the shuttle was being like, why didn't you pet the dog? Like, just, <laughs> like it was funny how, like how cute he is. And, and everyone who walked by he even pulled Steve's towel out of his pocket. Like he oh, saw the yeah. towel like, floating by. He's just like, Arr! and then just like, Oh, Steve, you dropped your towel. Oh no, you didn't. Max bit it. <laughs> I've got my little uh, carry bag that I store my, my, all my Newport twos and my other putters and um and he got a hold of the towel I keep on it and I came home one day and like the towels in the other room the clubs are on the ground I'm like you little well little something well now I saw him earlier when we paused but I mean I said he's getting bigger you said no I mean but whatever I mean how what's what's his weight what's his size I mean you got a you got a big pup there he can he can can reach up he can reach up and grab those mouse rat posters off your wall and just rip them down that's correct. Oh yeah. No, he's, he's about 40 pounds and like he can, when he stands up, he can get like his head, his nose, he can get to like the top of like the kitchen counter. Uh Oh, so he can see onto the kitchen counter. He did crack into a little bit of a chicken carcass the other day. Didn't How old is he? How old is he? He's seven. Seven months. Yeah. Well, I, I, I expect him to get a lot larger. <laughs> you know what? He's, he's not, supposed to be that big he's if he gets to 45 pounds I'd, I'd be surprised 45 50 50 pounds would be a a reach but yeah he's pretty much full grown right now and he's just a perfect size oh he's just perfect he's perfect Smitty, he's perfect let's wrap this shit up smitty if anyone wants to follow you where can they find you what bank do you work at uh <laughs> 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 I, 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 I work for I work for a large Canadian financial institution, but they can find me online at www.bitcoin.com. Ah, Bitcoin. Ah, Bitcoin. Well, this is a, it's been a great chat, dude. Sorry. I kept you so late. I, uh, that tea time changed mine. I stuck the landing at 5 PM, but I don't want to keep you too late. 
So you made good time. You made very good time. Shout out to uh, your pilot that uh, got you home quickly on your flight. It was me. I, I flew my Dodge on the way home. <laughs> Get the hell out of Dodge. Get the hell out of my truck. Well, that's Smitty. You can find him at Bomb Squad Map. I'm Jerry Lou. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper. And if you're going to Bandit Dunes, request Jerry Lou. I'll make it worth your while. I'm expensive. I will. But uh, we do our best. But we did. We 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 covered everything. This is great. So uh, good night, Smitty. Good night, Augie. And um, as I promised, shout out. Uh, well, his his uh, Twitter account is at real name. So I'm going to say uh, Brent Paskey. Sorry if I pronounce it wrong. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully it's not the only one you ever heard. Keep it where the Mars go. The balls away, bitches!